It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. No, you beat me to it, man. You know, I, I wanted you to throw you that. off. <laughs> you beat me to it because, uh, man, I had, I had something Hump coming your day. way. It is Hulk Day! <laughs> That's impressive, my friend. Wednesday is strong with you. Yeah, man, Wednesday, man, I tell you, man, feeling absolutely fantastic, my friend. Uh, you know, so uh, me and Michelle making plans and, and uh, a oh. couple of things, a couple of things, my friend. I am going to be there the week of uh, the 13th of September, and you know what's going on during that week. Yeah, that's a big primetime 3 p.m. show for It's Your Life. And I also will be there uh, the week of 30th of September. You know what's going on during that time. Right? Yeah, it's the exact same thing, man. And every time you're in town, I'm like, ooh, maybe I'm going to get some fruit from the uh, Temecula Valley. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, man, I, my fruit trees in California are just now, I tell you, they're probably about six weeks away, Noah, about six weeks away, but... I just added another week that I'm going to be there. Michelle, what, what week, uh, the extra week that we added, and I'm, I'm going to be in California hanging out with Noah Dingley, my great producer? You mean in September? Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about October. Oh, you, you're going back in September, though, towards the end. Y- yeah, we already talked about that. Me and Noah just talked about that. No, back. no, you have two visits in September. Okay, Noah, I think she's behind. <laughs> I don't think she was listening to... I was okay. <laughs> okay. But so. the plan is to come back in October, Noah. <laughs> now uh, I have October. the extended agenda, and I'm excited that you're going to uh, be here October, October too. October I'm so confused. We've been making so many travel plans. October. <laughs> I am serious. <laughs> I've been planning trips. The, the the first the second week of October. How's well, that? Well, no, uh, just put it like that. We we're doing the show in Vegas. We're doing the show in Atlanta. We're doing the show taking in the California show everywhere. You know, so uh, uh, listen, audience, uh, the James Cooley show. It's your life. That's that's how we roll. No, we we you go big or you don't go at all. We said we do it big or we don't do it at all. <laughs> hey, no. How's your man, day been? It's been hectic because of changes, and uh, uh, and I know my I I I, I probably that made my great producer uh, Noah Dingley a little mad because he you that guy is so Noah if you ever meet that guy he is so precise about everything. Yeah, I'm a little uh, bit and, of a perfectionist. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. We'll just call it like it is. And uh, hey, Noah, we're gonna try to work this one out for tomorrow. But uh, work with me on that. We can I do will, that my tonight. friend. We'll definitely try and get it done. We'll, get, we'll try to get it done. But man, I tell you, Noah, I want the next week and a half to be dedicated to um, the military. To, Amen, brother. As it should be. To nine eleven. Uh, so I mean, just to give you a, a heads up, uh, Commander Smiley. Yeah, uh, he. You know who Commander Smiley? I do. Is. He's a great man. Uh, man, he's such a great guy. He's listening in right now, but you know, no, and, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around the the full bird of Sweet Lou. I, I had no idea until the last show. Well, Sweet Lou, full bird. Uh, but let me tell you a little bit more. Smiley, he's a, he's a commander. Uh, he's not too shabby himself, and he's going to be on Friday. And we got a couple of special guests calling in to. Uh, uh, that show on Friday, and I'm just going to tell you that uh, uh, one of the guests that's going to be calling in worked in the administration at the highest level. Oh wow! And um, I'm just going to uh, let you just let you in on that one right, right there. So, and so that's the third. Uh, on the seventh, we got Don Brown, who's the author of Fallen Angel Password. Uh, I forgot what that was, but. You, you know, uh, that's a Salem medium thing. It is, that's, and uh, I, when you told me that you actually had him on the show, that's a great... Got great him guess. locked in, Noah. Got him locked in. You know, and he's probably listening to the show tonight as well. 
Uh, but no, today I landed a, 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 the wife of one of the fallen uh, police officers that, uh, I mean, they celebrate across the nation, this guy, uh, 9-11. And her name is, who is this, this great? Her name is Ann Van Hine. Ann Van Hine. And she's going to be on the show the ninth, Noah, and, uh, uh, got a lot of history at 9-11, and I, I was there. I mean, I was uh, at the, served at the Pentagon when all of this t- took place. I'm you know, about I, and I'm glad second. you're doing these shows, James, because it's a nice reminder that, yeah, it has been some time. Some time has passed, but we can, as has often been said, we can never forget because it was a pivotal mo- moment in history. And we need to remember those that lost their lives and that, you know, and it was just it was a horrific day. And we, we need to make sure everybody remembers. We need to make sure that. But one other thing, Noah, before we get to this great show and this great guest, uh, one of my uh, protégés, what I mean by is uh, when I was stationed in Japan and I was the uh, the OIC, that means I was a commanding officer, <laughs> you know, uh, of my unit. And uh, I had this young ensign when I was a lieutenant to a report there and uh, just fresh out the academy. You know how that is. And I know he listened. I just got to I haven't talked to this guy in 20 years, man. He called me up today and, um, man, I just can't wait. And he lives in San Diego. And uh, so I, I can't wait to get back there. His name is Commander Charles O'Neill Jr. So, hey, hey I told you I'm going to call you out. So, Noah, so the military is what I'm going to focus on uh, in the next few days. Good. And, uh, just thought I'd let you know that military veterans, uh, 9-11 and all that. But, to, you know, with all that being said, when we are in the military, when we are in civilian life, when we're having problems, we need therapy, man. We need therapy. And uh, therapy means that's a great thing uh, to help us resolve issues and problems and concerns, not just in military, but in life. And I got a great therapist that we're going to be talking to tonight. And Michelle, uh, I know you haven't said a couple of words, but can how you doing today? I'm doing good. I just want to remind um, the listening audience, you mentioned all the you know, the commanders and people and the veterans. We have a veteran in James Cooley who served his country, <laughs> retired officer. So I just want to remind people about that. Right, Noah? Uh, right. And thank you, James. I've said it to you. I'll say it again. Thank you for your service because it does not go unnoticed. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, Michelle, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about to, uh, tonight's show? And we're just going to introduce our guests and talk to her, and then we're going to come back in, in the next segment. But can, can you... Uh, listen, what's the title of the show tonight? The title of tonight's show is A Therapist's Perspective on the Therapy Process. And the purpose of the show today is to introduce a listening audience to therapist Lillian Farzan to learn about Lillian's perspective on the different processes in seeking therapy, about the training credentials to become a therapist, learn about the benefits of therapy, and learn about the boundaries between therapist and patient. Can you uh, please introduce this great guest to our listening audience and uh, just introduce her. Let's let's get out here and then we're going to come back and really delve into her. Introduce this this great guest to our listening audience. Yes, Lillian Farzan, as a first-generation American and the daughter of Iranian Jewish immigrants, Lillian grew up with an acute awareness of oppression, discrimination, and inequity. Her passion for understanding the impact of intersectionality on an individual's trajectory has led her to the valuable work of therapy. Lillian's private practice, Grounded Therapy, welcomes clientele from diverse backgrounds, and she focuses on working with individuals who are impacted by systematic injustice. With her clinical roots in working with survivors of sexual assault. She is passionate about providing trauma-informed and feminist-based treatment to individuals who may feel unwelcome in their communities due to both ex- internal and external perceptions of their identity. Lillian also works with clients to provide clarity around topics such as racial identity development, LGBTQ plus identity development, sexual trauma, and family systems. Lillian uses a relational and social justice-oriented approach with the understanding that identity plays a large component in an individual's anxiety and depression, among other very human struggles. She works with her clients through assessing their unique strengths and areas of growth to create treatment plans that embrace their varying stories. 
The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, proudly presents Lillian Farzan. Lillian, I'm going to welcome you to the show right now, but we're going to take a station break. Uh, I, first of all, welcome to the show, Lillian. How are you doing real quickly? We're going to take a station break, and we're going to come back. So how are you doing, Lillian? Hello, James and Michelle. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back on the show. Thank you. I'm great. How are you? We're doing just fine, but I want you to hold that thought because all we're right. going to take a station break. And then we're going to come back. And I'm going to reintroduce Lillian. And then we're going to delve off into uh, this great topic, a therapist's perspective on the therapy process. I tell you, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cole. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. And just like Noah mentioned, it is hump day, it's Wednesday, and we got it. Absolutely fantastic guest on, on Lillian. And uh, I tell you, uh, as I mentioned and I opened up the show and I was telling uh, Noah and I listened to all of you guys, uh, how important it is to have a therapist uh, and understand the perspective on the therapy process because we all have challenges. You know, care. James, before we even get into it, and that's something you and I have talked about on the show, and I think especially as a man, uh, it, there tends to be a little bit of a pride thing going on. You're like, oh, I can deal with it, or I'll deal with it later. We don't need therapy. Therapy is good for everyone. It is good for everyone, and I tell you, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about when we get back is Noah and Michelle brought this up uh, right before we started uh, the show. I mean, uh, being in the military for 23 years, uh, I was diagnosed with PTSD, and I had a challenge in trying to absorb that, and I tried to pretend yep. that it didn't happen, and that wasn't the case. And sometimes you think, and as a man, I'll echo that, you think that, okay, well, if I push it back far enough, I'll just forget about it. Well, you know, uh, when the therapy uh, uh, was asking me the question, I said, okay, I got to outsmart the therapist. <laughs> so, I, hey, man, I ended up asking the therapy questions. Like, I had him, I had the therapy in the seat, and it took 
It took about two or three minutes before we figured out that I had switched that around. But we're going to talk a, a little bit more about that one later on tonight. So I tell you what, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Lillian, uh, wow, it's an absolute pleasure having you back on the show again. I mean, you were wonderful last time, four or five months ago. I'm not sure, but you was absolutely wonderful. And me and Michelle. I said, we got to get her back on. So, Lydia, can you tell, uh, uh, listen on a little bit, uh, remind them uh, who you are and where you grew up and uh, tell them a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for having me back, Michelle and Jane. So, I'm a therapist. I'm located in Santa Monica right now. I grew up in West Hills. My parents are Iranian-American immigrants. They're also Jewish. And so I grew up in the Valley. I went to UC Santa Cruz, and then I went to USC for grad school. Oh, okay. So, Lillian, can you tell us why did you pursue a career as a therapist? Yeah, so absolutely. I am actually a child of, I'm an adult child of divorce. So there was a lot of conflict and tension in my home growing up. And so I just kind of naturally got good at learning how to mitigate the the conflict at home. And it just kind of came at a young age, snowballed into me being the mom of my group, that sort of thing, and always sort of came naturally to be empathetic. And then I ended up pursuing it in, in grad school after learning more about psychology in undergrad and high school. So what's your favorite and least favorite, what is your favorite thing and least favorite thing about being a therapist? My absolute favorite thing about being a therapist is just being able to connect to people at such an intimate level. I mean, there are so many instances where clients are talking about, wow, I never realized that, or wow, I never have said that out loud to anyone before. And Although there's a lot of grief in that, there's also something so liberating about just being able to be yourself. And I would say my least favorite thing about being a therapist is, and this is a good and bad thing, I think we'll get to how the pandemic has impacted my work later, but being a therapist in private practice is just a bit isolating. You know, I'm working from home. It's not like I have colleagues I can hang out with in between sessions and that sort of thing. So it is a bit isolating in that way. We got to make sure that we are doing a lot of self-care just to balance out all the the heaviness of the work. Yeah, self-care is very important. Lillian, producer Noah here, and James and I were talking about it a little bit at the beginning of the segment. And I think there, for certain individuals, there has developed just over the years, I'm not quite sure how, a stigma that therapy's unnecessary or you can put it off. You know, how do you move past these stigmas to show somebody that, you know what, therapy is healthy and it's healthy for everyone. And at the end of the day, it makes us all better people. So I think talking about it is super important. You know, just it makes all the difference when you're having a conversation with a friend instead of saying this mysterious like, oh, I got to go to an appointment later. Just being real. Oh, I got to go see my therapist later. Wow, I'm so happy that I'm going. It's it's a lot of hard work, but it's really made all the difference in my life. I think just talking about things that are sort of um, shame-fueled, if you will, or, or there's some embarrassment around it, helps decrease the stigma. No, I agree. I agree 100%. So is there a certain type of clientele you work with, or do you work with just about everybody? I work with a lot of people. However, my focus is working with people of color, the queer community, as well as first-generation individuals like myself. Wow. You know, so uh, one of the things that I always uh, try to understand, and uh, I'm just going to ask you, tell us about the training it takes to become a a therapist, period. Uh, Especially, I know you specialize in marriage and family therapists, but... uh, just tell us what type of training that requires. Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, I went to Santa Cruz, so that was a four-year commitment. And then I, I took a year break trying to figure things out. I was toying with the idea of, of teaching because I do love kids. And then I decided I really, really missed 
deep conversations with people and getting to know people in an intimate way and helping them. Uh, and so I decided to interview a friend of mine who was pursuing the MFC program, I think, at Pepperdine. And within a month's notice, I applied to Pepperdine and USC, luckily got in and ended up going to USC. So that was two years of graduate work. And then there was about two to three years where I was completing my hours. As therapists, we've got about 3,000 hours that we need to fulfill. So that's 3,000 hours, including face-to-face, notes, your own therapy, group therapy, supervision. So it was so much. It was, there was never a dull moment. I'll tell you that much. Wow. You know, I, I, I like what you just said because uh, the J.C. Cooley Foundation, I got a partnership with USC uh, where uh, clinical uh, therapists, uh, they work in my program, and I got them placed all over, and you probably already know about that, uh, and that's 3,500 hours I mean, after you have graduated. Uh, uh, so uh, very familiar with the process, and I, uh, I have a, a couple of interns uh, that's working in, in my, uh, my programs, my foundations right now. I, I got this. I got to ask you this question because uh, okay. uh, uh, most people don't understand that uh, sometimes just because you're a therapist, that sometimes you need a therapist yourself. Do you have a, a therapist for yourself? I do. I absolutely have a therapist myself. And I, honestly, it is so refreshing to be able to sit on the other side of the screen now, but in the other chair, uh, just having someone taking care of you in that way, it's just a nice way to refill my cup after I've poured out so much into others. So I really think that it's, it's, it's so important. And we're human, and we have human struggles too. We're not these, you know, all-knowing beings. So it really helps to have a soundboard as well. Well, that's good, having a soundboard to lay in. So can you tell us some of the ways that a therapist may take care of themselves and basically uh, minister self-care and what that means to you? Absolutely. So it looks different for everyone. For me, today, the way that I self-cared, I was feeling a little trapped in my apartment earlier. And so I got on my bike and I went bike riding by the beach and I got myself an ice cream. And honestly, that sort of thing, just knowing what I'm needing in the moment, whether it's to just chill, realizing I had a stressful week or maybe a lot of social stimulation and I need some me time or I need to take a bath or I need to just let myself watch Netflix for a couple of hours and not feel guilty about it. Uh, that kind of thing. Those are my favorite self-care activities at the moment. My, my absolute favorite is probably ordering delivery and taking a bath. Like that is, <laughs> that's just very, that's the Zen zone. I'm all the, for the Netflix thing. I do that when I have the house to myself. I just binge watch my Netflix show and that's just comfortable and makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We need that sometimes just to turn it off. I did not know that uh, sometimes uh, when you uh, make me leave the house, you, you go back there and watch Netflix. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, uh, Lillian was just mentioned about, you know, me time sometimes. Everyone needs their me time, whatever that is, and, you know, that can tie into their form of therapy. And I believe that, uh, uh, Lillian, just what you said and what Michelle said, uh, sometimes we need to uh, reacquaint ourselves with uh, me, meaning yourself. And uh, we have to have avenues uh, to be able to do that because we're bringing uh, so much greatness uh, to our, our clients and uh, the folks that we uh, that we serve. So I tell you what, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue this great conversation with Lillian. I tell you, uh, we'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gift of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. 
It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And Noah, you know, I'm having fun, man, always. That's what it's all about. What it's all about. You have to have fun. You've got to have fun. And uh, we got this great guest on that, uh, you know, I, I I made up a question. I, I, but I, I, I thought it was important to, to ask a therapist Sometimes that do they have to have therapy? I mean, I I know I I need therapy all the time, you know, just to sometimes just uh, relax and you know come and get a chance to not overreact. Uh, you know what's funny, James? I'll mention real quickly that you know my kids got counseling because I I've been a single father. They're twenty in their early twenties now. I you know I've been doing it full time, single dad since they were three, and so. They went to counseling. It was specifically for them, but I was allowed into the meetings. And I have to tell you, it was just as beneficial for me as it was for them. And it's such invaluable information and time that really makes you a better person. And, yeah, no, and you also brought up sometimes we as guys, we feel all muncho and that uh, we got all the answers and that we, we're not going to seek out for help because it's going to make us look bad. Uh, on the contrary, I think that we all need to seek out for help, regardless of I agree. You know, how much you might feel. I mean, because uh, we don't always have the answers. Now, when it comes to mental health, all I can say in a nutshell is put the machismo aside and give it a try. It'll, it'll be so beneficial. Wow, man, I tell you, man, I want to get back to this conversation, Noah, because uh, just, we got Lily here, and she's absolutely fantastic. But I also want to remind our listening audience on the 13th, of September, uh, the James Cooley show is going to move from 7 p.m. that day until 3 p.m. And so drive time. I mean, and, and really uh, get an opportunity to uh, showcase what we do and uh, just talk about uh, It's Your Life. And on the 14th, uh, my, my very good friend, Andrea Cade, uh, she is going to swap places with me. I'm going to take the 6 o'clock uh, uh, segment that day, and she's gonna take the seven o'clock because the election we got the recall election going on that day, and 
you know, Andrea is going to uh, take it from 7 o'clock. So that's going to be great. And on the 30th, Noah, we're back uh, at 3 p.m. Uh, the 30th of September. All of these are September. So just want to remind our listening audience, Noah, that this is so important. So important. Lots going on in September. Like I said, on the 13th and the 30th, it's going to be a brand new audience that's going to be hearing it's Your Life with James J.C. Cooley. But if you're listening now, come along for the ride. It's going to be an excellent time to be able to not just get a new audience for J.C., but to be able to have some great guests on and have you along. And it's, just, it's going to be spectacular. Great guests are in store. And then on the 14th, as J.C. just said, it's going to be the special recall election coverage that we're doing at The Answer. So Andrea Kay will be taking the 7 p.m. slot until, well, we have answers. Uh, being the answer, and James will be at 6 p.m. live that day. Absolutely fantastic. No, I want to get back to this great Let's guest here. Uh, but I think we got a, a caller on the phone from uh, San Francisco, California. Did this caller still there? Andrew, are you there? Hi, yeah. How you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so I'm actually starting grad school next week to become a therapist. So I've found this conversation to be super helpful so far. Um, And I'd love to know from you, Lillian, what you wish you knew at the very beginning of your career journey as a therapist. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, This is a fantastic question. I'm glad you're asking. And before I pursued grad school, I wish that I knew just how much time I would need to set aside to prioritize my mental health. I think that's something we were told when we started the program was, you know what, you're going to be really, really busy, and a lot of people, your friends, your family, they're not really going to to understand that you're not going to be available in the same way that you used to be, especially if you are that helper of your friends. People are going to get have to get used to you not being as available, and that's okay. And it's, it's all right to prioritize your peace and, you know, not necessarily have as much social energy because you're just going to be absor- absorbing so much information. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling. Lillian, producer Noah here again. And I know we've talked about some of it already here on the show, but I'm sure that there's a... Uh, an extensive list, and some of these I know from personal experience. What are the benefits that someone can experience as they not just attend an individual therapy session, but they go, they become you know relate, relatable with their therapist, and it's a, really a whole new world that has opened up. Yeah, I really feel like therapy is one of the best, if not the best, ways of. Uh, increasing your self-awareness. You really are are given this opportunity to get to know what makes you tick, uh, what makes you upset, what signs of burnout show up in you, when you need to take breaks, that sort of thing. You have the opportunity to learn how to set boundaries in relationships, communicate more effectively. I mean, it's really just a wonderful process of of getting to know yourself while also being supported by someone else and being reminded that you're not alone. So many people think that they're alone in their struggles and it just exacerbates a lot of the distress that they're experiencing. I like what you just said. The the biggest piece I just got from that is, and because I've experienced this again personally myself as well, to really get to know a deeper understanding of yourself. And that is so important, especially in today's day and age, I think maybe more than anything. Oh, yeah. Like, I have learned that when I'm hungry or it's been a long day of clients, I will not be picking up the phone. If my mom calls, it's just not going to be a good conversation. So you just get to know your own limits, and it really benefits those around you. It has a trickle-down effect in that way. The last thing I'll ask real quickly, because I know that was a shorter question, and I believe it is, but maybe you have a different answer. Is therapy for everyone? I believe that it is. I believe that, you know, some people might need more than the traditional once-a-week therapy. Some people do need higher levels of care, and depending on what they're going through, they may be needing a psychiatrist, they may be needing group therapy in addition to individual therapy. Um, Some people might pursue therapy and find that 
the professional they're working with isn't a good fit. And in those situations, it may not be good, but it doesn't mean that therapy in general isn't right for them. There's a lot of truth to needing to shop around for someone that you click with because, you know, you and you and I, like, we don't necessarily click with just about everybody. So it's going to be the same thing, finding a therapist. And it is important for you to, to be compatible with them because ideally you're going to be telling this person about all your deepest, darkest stuff. Lillian, um, patient and therapist relationship. Can you tell us about the boundaries between those relationships? Um, you know, the patient, you know, certain things that maybe they should not ask their therapist about themselves or, you know, try to pursue a, you know, just a sociable relationship outside um, therapy. So can you kind of discuss the boundaries of patient and um, therapist? Absolutely. So with my clients, you know, and this depends on the therapist. As many different therapists as there are, there are that many different styles of therapy. So with my clients, I let them know, if you're going to text me, know that we reserve texting for scheduling. You know, I don't want you to pour your heart out to me over text necessarily. It's not the most conducive place to have a deep conversation. And also, my therapist hat isn't always on. You know, sometimes I might be out with my friends, at the movies, etc., So I don't want a client to feel like they're being left high and dry if they're texting me and really needing someone. So I let clients know you can text me within my business hours. Otherwise, you can email me. Otherwise, you can send a phone call. I've had clients ask me after our work is done, hey, can we be friends? I just think that we're so compatible and we really have an office friend. And so I have to explain to them that that's not the sort of relationship we can have. Um, And... At the same time, it's totally understandable why they would want to be friends. You are creating this very, very deep and intimate relationship with this person. And so, of course, there's going to be a loss when the therapeutic relationship is over. Most definitely. And one question before we go into break. Um, Should you, someone choose a therapist that they are acquainted with, let's say an acquaintance or family friend, or, or should it be a stranger? If I had every, if I had a dollar for every friend of mine that said, I wish that we could, I wish that you could just be my therapist. I mean, I've had to turn so many friends away just because you you don't want that sort of thing. Your therapist ideally is going to be this person that can be objective and doesn't necessarily know about all of your stuff yet. And you don't know about all of their stuff. So you're not going to be judging them off of their life decisions and that sort of thing. So this isn't a reciprocal relationship. Um, and I think that it, it's healthier that way. Otherwise, you know, if you have a dual relationship with someone, let's say that I'm a therapist for someone that cuts my hair and I don't necessarily like my haircut this week. And that is going to impact <laughs> the nature of the relationship. So I try to avoid that sort of thing as much as possible. And, and you know, sometimes it ends up happening. You accidentally, you're working with someone and you realize, oh, my God, this is my cousin's friend's coworker, or whatever. You might see them at a wedding. That definitely has happened. I've seen clients at events and if I know it's going to happen, I'll address it with them and, and we'll kind of make a plan. But otherwise, definitely try to keep it to a minimum. Wow. You know, uh, I know well, I can see that vein in the middle of your head right now. It doesn't pop. I just thought that was, that was, I, I'm actually <laughs> thinking to myself, was that a life experience? Okay. I let my, my hairdresser uh, in as a client didn't go well. Oh man. I tell you, we got to take a station break. Uh, but uh, I can't wait to get back. The follow-up on this uh, question, <laughs> and uh, Michelle, that was absolutely fantastic. Lillian, you're absolutely wonderful. We're going to take a station break. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 86.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. and I'm James Cooley and I, I tell you, uh, <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still laughing about uh, the last uh, uh, answer that that we had uh, uh, about uh, and, and Lydia kind of used the barbershop thing like okay if I'm your therapist and you know we're doing this and I and I got a hair pull and I got to come in there uh, I might leave bow. <laughs> okay, I just made that up about that. Yeah, but, but it really uh, puts things I'm into perspective. You. I mean, you were bringing up the real estate example. Uh, you know, do, do, you know, what if you're, you know, dealing with family and friends and they skip out on rent? Then, you know, does that create division? I mean, it's it, it just might not be a good thing. It had happened before, Noah. It happened before. And uh, my my thing is this. I try not to... I mean, I'm talking about from a personal, if it's that close, I try to stay away from division. And a lot of times uh, when, when you have friends and you have family that, oh, uh, I can do this, I can, I can do, do all this. And, yeah, they can do it at that moment. Uh, but when times get rough, they're like, okay, man, you know, man, you, we like this, and I can't pay you for the next three months. I know you understand. I mean, so. you know. <laughs> I know you understand, and uh, that's just how it is, you know. So I tell you, man, um, a listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. And uh, I tell you, Lillian, I, I got to ask you this question: uh, What is the differences between a therapist? A psychologist and a psychiatrist. I mean, is it the same? Is it different? (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad you're asking me this because so many people get them confused and it's a very common misconception. So I'm a therapist. I'm a marriage and family therapist. My work is very similar to what a social worker might do. Those are both master's level careers. A psychologist will have pursued their doctorate. So they might be getting a PhD that's more uh, research-based. They might be pursuing their PsyD. It's, uh, it's similar, but it's much more schooling. And then psychiatrists specialize in medicine and psychiatry and the intersection of that with mental health. Oh, you made that so clear, and I'm glad that James asked the question, too, because I think a lot of times, Lillian, those terms are used interchangeably and incorrectly, so that definitely helps out. Now, something else that I think is pretty informational that everybody should know when they're going to see a therapist is there has to be boundaries, obviously. So what are boundaries, healthy boundaries, that you see as a therapist between the client and somebody like yourself? 
Yeah, so uh, Michelle was alluding to this earlier. Something I'll do with clients is I'll explain to them, you know, we can text, we can email, but those uh, modes of communication are really only designated for scheduling. You know, we're not going to have a whole session over email or over text message. You know, if something happens and you need to talk about it, you can text me, but what will likely happen is we're going to process it when we can next have session. So I try to tell clients, you know, please don't call me outside of business hours. Don't text me outside of business hours. If it is beyond business hours, please email me. If it's urgent, then, you know, I I give clients the suicide hotline number. I give them the psychiatric emergency team's number, and I let them know if, if you are in a crisis, go to the nearest urgent care. So I make it very, very clear that I am not a crisis counselor. I also guess I meant, and... Um I hope you're able to answer the question. Are there any boundaries specifically with, let's say you're both in, in the office setting or you're both on the, you know, if it's tele, you know, you're, you're over the Zoom, are there any things uh, that should not be talked about or is it usually a pretty open discussion? Well, that, again, depends on the therapist. So, so many therapists are not interested in self-disclosure. They have sort of a blank slate approach. They don't want the clients to know anything about them. They don't think it's relevant. I am a little more liberal with my self-disclosure. So a perfect example is if a client is running late, let's say they're my 9 a.m. client and they're running late and they feel super, super guilty. They have anxiety. They're a perfectionist. Drives them crazy that they were even five minutes late. I might make a joke you know, oh, it's fine. I was able to finish my breakfast. (laughs) And so I will joke around and self-disclose with clients because I think it helps mitigate that power differential that's sort of inherent to traditional uh, modes of approaches to therapy, this sort of expert client situation. I let clients know, you know, I'm just as human as you are. I'm a human before I'm anything else. And I make mistakes too. And I find that that approach helps them feel a lot less isolated. Yeah, they've been a little bit more comfortable as well. Yeah, I tell clients, if you have questions, ask me. And if it's it's relevant to what we're working with, and and I think that you would benefit from knowing, then yeah, we can talk about it. Otherwise, we're here to talk about you and, and your therapeutic goal. Hey, Lillian, what are your dreams for the future of your business? So I I was telling you and James earlier that I just had my business anniversary last week and I'm so excited about that and I just got these stickers made and so my next step is going to be making merch. I want to make sweatsuits and that sort of thing. Uh, on a larger scale, I just want to be doing more speaking engagements like this, like more workshops, more group therapy. A lot of what I'm doing right now is individual couples and families, and that is such a beautiful opportunity to have. I also really like being able to work a crowd and reach a broader audience. Wow. So tell us about your work outside of individual therapy. What are you, um, what are you involved in? So right now I am working with a colleague of mine to get a group started, a support group for transitional age youth who are uh, going to university or have just graduated high school. And I think with the intersection of the pandemic, I mean, this is already a, a significant life change, life transition. And then you slap on the pandemic and so many teens and young adults are feeling truly, truly isolated. A lot of people are are attending classes online and they feel robbed of the typical college experience. So I've been hearing that so much from teens and young adults. So I I would really like to get that group going soon. Wow. You know, I I know that uh, you are so busy and uh, are you accepting new clients? How can people find you uh, if they need your services or they want to chat with you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yes, I am accepting new clients, and you all can find me on my website, groundedtherapy.info. You can message me there. You can also email me at grounded, the number one, therapy at gmail.com. Wow. Okay. You know, I always have to throw my guests off. Uh, knowing what you know now being a therapist, what would a 
uh, you today tell a younger version, I say 15 years ago, uh, what they need to focus on to be who you are today? I would let them know that sometimes it's necessary to be selfish and prioritize your mental health. And sometimes you're going to disappoint people and that's okay. You don't have to, to let that lead you in life. And, and prioritizing your mental health is, is number one. Okay. So in one minute or less, because we're running out of time, what is one message you want to leave our listening audience with? The, a takeaway, you know. So uh, can you sum that like 45 seconds? What do you want the listening audience to get from this uh, interview? Therapy is cool. Try it out. Sometimes it's hard work and you talk about things that are tough, but it really makes all the difference to have that space. Wow. Hey, Noah, therapy is cool. It's and very we cool all have to it, try uh, it. It's very human. And at the end of the day, we all benefit from it. We all benefit from it. And we all need to understand that sometimes we need help and that we don't always have the answers to everything that's affecting us. And sometimes it's nice to open up and talk to someone. My wife has taught me that over the last 15 years, man, that uh, I had to soften up and now basically, James, to, it's about not, you know, you, at the end of the day, you don't have to do it all on your own. And, and you don't have to. And I, I want to thank this great guest for taking the time to be on the show tonight, Noah. Tomorrow, we got a great uh, R&B contemporary jazz guy. I tell you, Dorian Paul uh, Williams is going to be here tomorrow. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, our interview with this guy. But uh, I, I tell Lillian, you knocked it out the park again, again. I said again. And uh, we can't wait to have you on again. I'd like to thank my great co-host, Michelle Cooley, for always being here. I'd like to thank my great, great producer, Noah Dingley. Most important, I'd like to thank our listening audience to tune in, in every night to the James Cooley Show. Remember that we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. Uh, just keep in mind that uh, we got a lot of great things coming up. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.